0: Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Al D. This is a show designed for aspiring current and former MBAs looking for advice on how you can grow your career through an MBA degree. During each episode, I'll talk to MBA students, graduates and leaders about the MBA experience, navigating the workplace and career development, so you can learn how to develop and achieve your own version of career success through an MBA and beyond. Welcome to the NBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the NBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Today's episode is all about how to onboard into a new role or new job successfully. This is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I have taught a workshop now for the past probably about six or seven years uh, helping students and employees around how to start a new job successfully. This is a really critical and important skill because many of you will have the opportunity to start new jobs at various points in your life. And after teaching this class for about six or so years, and probably putting a little bit over 1,500 people through it, I've learned some things that are important to starting a new job and onboarding successfully. And I'm going to share them in this episode. This is actually a recording of a workshop that I recently did for a group. And so I'm going to share with you the audio version of it but in this episode you're going to hear some of the challenges that often come up when new employees start new roles or new jobs and then i'm going to give you eight practical lessons that you can hone in on so to make sure that you are successful in starting a new job so i hope this is helpful to you whether you're starting a new job at a new company whether you're transitioning internally whether you're starting an internship And I would love to hear if you found this helpful, or in particular, which one of these lessons is most important to you. You can find me on LinkedIn, you can connect with me and just tell me which one of these lessons was most important, or certainly you can shoot me an email, al.mbaschool.com, and let me know what you think. So today, I want to talk about how to onboard into a new role, and to give you some prescriptive guidance on... Key areas you can focus on when you're starting in a new role. And this could be because you're starting a new job at a new company. It could be you're starting a new job at the same company. It could be you just got promoted. It could be you're starting an internship. Uh, But for all of these new opportunities, these transitions, uh, these lessons do apply. And I think the context for this and to start off, I think finding or getting a new job or joining a new company or starting something new, that's inevitably exciting. And you probably did a lot of work to get this opportunity right? in the interview process in terms of targeting the role or opportunity in terms of building relationships. But now that you have the job, how can you make sure that you can start on the right path and ensure that you can be successful? And also, how can you make sure that you are being effective when you actually onboard? And as someone who has coached and advised almost thousands of employees who have gone through the onboarding process and also worked with managers who have had to onboard new employees, Um, a question always comes up around what do I do or what steps can I take in order to be successful as I start a new opportunity? And I put this together and I want to talk about this topic today because from my experience, found a couple common themes that tended to come up time and time again. And what I wanted to do today is to give you some key focus areas that you can work work on in order for you to be successful. And there are actually eight in particular that I'm going to go through based off of, again, teaching thousands of employees how to start new jobs. And I'm going to walk through all of those and share all of those with you. But I want to give some context for why this is so important. And if we think about where we are today, when it comes with this idea of onboarding and starting new roles, there's a couple things that we have to keep in mind, and I have some statistics I want to share with you to really illustrate this point. Uh, there's some research out there. It's a combination of Gallup as well as SHRM, SHRM. And the, here's what we're hearing and what we're seeing with onboarding. About 31% of employees have quit a job in the first six months. About 88% said that formal onboarding wasn't offered. About 12% believed that onboarding was helpful. And then about 60% of people believe it took at least six months to onboard successfully into a new role. Now, you may think some of those stats are good. Some of those stats are challenging, somewhere in between. But the net of it is that the impetus is on you as an employee to really make sure, regardless of what your company chooses to do or not do, that you're doing what you think you can do that's within your control in order to be successful. And your company must come to the plate and they should. uh, And believe me, uh, I want companies to do more to be effective in this. But ultimately, at the end of the day, particularly if you want to be successful, you have to be the one that needs to be in the driver's seat to really take responsibility in terms of figuring out how do you onboard in the right way? And how do you make sure you get integrated into the role and into the company? And in my work, there are a couple common themes I see in terms of where people fall short in terms of how this doesn't necessarily pan out to the way that you want it to. So first and foremost, they don't necessarily get to know the organization as well as they could. That means that they have every intention of wanting to be successful and wanting to do a lot of things that would enable them to quote unquote be successful, but they fail to think about or get to know the environment, the culture, and the norms of the organization Before they start jumping in and starting to do things and having the right technical skills in order to be effective is really important, but having a context of the larger and broader organization that you're part of is so critical when you're just starting a new role. The second kind of bucket of challenges that come into play really fall on this bucket of relationships in terms of not necessarily having the right set of relationships in order to be effective in the role. And this can be for a multitude of reasons, either that they never make time to build those relationships. That is one common one. and Another common one is that they spent too much time getting a large quantity of relationships, but not necessarily getting the depth of the quality of relationships that they need. Organizations are just a mixture of people working towards shared goals. Relationships are absolutely critical, and particularly when you're new. And so this is a common mistake, an area of challenge that people make. The third is around being able to identify their own internal measures of success. And what this means is it's just not necessarily thinking through what success looks like internally for a person. When you take a new role, clearly there's a reason why you took it. And just not necessarily having enough clarity around really making sure that you have your own motivations and your understanding of your own career aspirations for why you wanted to take a role. And then last but not least, external measures. And these broadly, both of these can really be bucketed up to this idea of just not necessarily having clear expectations, either for yourself or understanding the clear expectations for you, for how you're going to be measured or how you're going to be evaluated. And those are where the common themes fall short. Now, there's one that's missing and one that really is the driver and the impetus for all of this. And that is this. It is my observation that people tend to struggle in at least at first, or struggle with onboarding because they actually try to do too many things and they try to do all the things versus not necessarily doing enough. And what they really miss is this chance to really focus on the right set of activities that will lead to them being able to be effective in their role. And so what I wanna be able to do with you is to share what I think are eight or so key areas of onboarding into a new role, that if you focus on these, You will start to see the most impact as you're onboarding in terms of being able to understand the way of the land, being in terms of building the right relationships, in terms of actually being effective in terms of doing your job. And so I'm going to walk through all eight of those at a very high level and give you some examples of what I mean. That way, you have what it takes to be effective as you're onboarding into a new role. So let's start with number one. Number one is this idea of being able to define your role. Many new employees want to succeed and want to jump in into getting things done and delivering value. And in certain cases, that can be super important. This is especially true if you're going to a startup or a very chaotic or high growth environment where you really do need to just take a seat and get to work. But not everyone goes into those environments. Instead, what you really want to do before you really want to take action, you actually need to understand what you're working towards. So really being able to really understand what it is you're working on, why it's important, what the kind of key measures of what good looks like for what you're doing, and just being really crystal clear on that, it's, that's gonna help you make sure that you can actually deliver on that once you get started. And really honing in on this is really being able to ask really some basic elementary questions around, why am I here? What is the role of my, or what is the goal of my role? Things like that, which may seem really basic, but getting your understanding with that and really working with your manager around that is super, super important and often overlooked. Lesson number two is this idea of being able to build a small amount of the right relationships. So inevitably, you want to build relationships with key people in your company, but meeting people for the sake of meeting people takes a lot of time and effort. And meeting one-offs here and there is fine, but in order to actually be effective in your work, you're probably going to rely on a small number of relationships. And so your goal should be here is to really identify and prioritize the relationships that you want to build with other people. And it may be not everyone at once, and that's okay. You'll have much time later on to do a lot more, but really finding those key people, whoever they are, based off your role, and really starting to lay the groundwork so that you can have a sense of trust and connection with those key people once you get started. And I think the best place to start with that certainly is your manager and the person that hired you who can often help you in terms of identifying who those people are and even helping make introductions and the like. The third is this idea of being able to immerse yourself in the company culture. Now, odds are if you were interviewing for this role as a new employee to the company, you got to know the company a little bit and the company culture a little bit in the interview process. Uh, And if you work at this company already, you probably have a bit of an understanding. But now that you're there, this is learning not only what is said, but how things that get done, what behaviors get rewarded, and the actions that people take. And it really is about learning about those values, behaviors, and actions that are championed and rewarded, as well as even respect within the company. Uh, The culture, it really is going to be about those behaviors. And once you know what those behaviors are... That can help you as you think about how you want to show up in this role, how you want to act to make sure that you're in alignment with the culture and that you actually like that culture for that matter. Lesson four is about this idea of being able to understand how the organization works. Now, this is very similar to culture, but where I differentiate this is that I really think the how of the organization and how it works, I really think about this as the context of being able to truly understand the organizational chart right being able to understand the teams that you're working with the metrics that they have the things that they care about being able to understand how your team relates to other teams how other teams relate to you and really digging in into finding out what about what are the norms what are the implicit expectations or perhaps even the unspoken rules that are not necessarily always visible uh, a cynic might call this the organizational politics which could be a good way to think about this but at the end of the day you operate, regardless of which role you take on, in a system that is much bigger than yourself. And so being able to understand this system and how it works is going to make your job more effective because you'll be able to navigate through that as you progress and onboard. Hey there, it's Al. And thanks so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. I wanted to take a quick break to ask you a small favor. I'm loving doing this show and I hope you're enjoying it too. And that's where I would really love your help. If you're enjoying this episode, I would really appreciate it if you take a few minutes to leave a review and rate this podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Or simply share it on social media or send it to a friend. I'm incredibly grateful for your support. Thank you, and let's get back to the show. Lesson number five is really being able to learn about performance management. And each company has going to have their own approach to performance management and performance valuations in the set of activities of requirements of processes and standards for how they manage talent and performance. And so your job is to get an understanding of how this process works, what the key levers are, what the key dates are, what your role is in this, and really also start to just even just think about how you're going to set yourself up for the success for this. Now, this will come into play a little bit later on, but I really encourage you really to start... By asking questions around this with your manager, that's going to do two things. Number one, it's going to show them that you are proactive, particularly when it comes to managing your career, which I think is always a good thing. But the second thing it's going to do is that it's going to make things a little bit more clear to you about just even asking a question about what you need to do in order to be able to chart your own course with respect to your own career growth and your career advancement. Number six, this is all about being able to develop and share your personal brand. And so as a new employee, you're going to have so many opportunities to introduce who you are, what you do, and your area of expertise to your new teammates and colleagues. And to really do this effectively, it really requires you to actually know what your brand is and what you stand for, what expertise that you have, and an idea of how you want to be seen by others. And being able to show up in these conversations and to articulate who you are, what you do and the value that you provide, that's going to start helping you build that brand so that even as someone who's new, people can start to understand why they can come to you for help or why they should work with you or how they could even help you for that better. And so really being able to understand and articulate what that brand is, that's going to help you both in the short term with Meeting people and building credibility, but perhaps also over the long term, because that will build over time. And that will also start to lay the groundwork for when people really start to see you as an expert and as a trusted advisor in a certain area. Lesson seven. So, this is all about articulating your communication style. And this really is something you can work on within your own team directly with your manager or your supervisor, but also perhaps with the immediate team that you're on. And the whole idea here is that every organization. Kind of has their own norms and ways in which they go about communication, both in terms of spoken written as well as digital. and perhaps even in some cases, every team has a bunch of people that may have their own diverse communication styles. This matters because when you're particularly working in a hybrid environment, being able that to know how others choose to engage or how an organization tends to operate when it comes to things like communications, whether that is through any type of email or any type of digital chat or communication tools, other types of documents that people use or other types of deliverables that people create, being able to know what these are is really important. The other thing that's important is that you know your own preferred communication style, how you prefer to communicate. When you know how you prefer to communicate, and then you know how others prefer to communicate and the norms around communication, it's going to help you so much in terms of really being able to figure out how to navigate, particularly when you're new. And then lesson eight, this is all about managing your career. So each job is a new chance to learn and grow and work towards your career goals. And so one of the best times to really set the foundation for this is when you start a new role. And when it comes to managing your career, I think there's probably two parts. The first part is a little bit more internal and really thinking about what it is that you want to achieve and how you want to take the direction of your career by the very nature of taking this role. So getting some clarity around what that is or taking the time to think about what that is, that's a really good first step. The second piece of this is really then to go have a conversation with your own manager about managing your career. And in this, it really is sharing some of your thoughts and ideas of how you think you want to grow and asking for feedback, but then also getting to ask them around how can we best work together on this? You know, What's the best cadence in terms of being able to discuss and have career conversations? How can I make sure that... I'm doing my part, and you're doing your part, Mr. and Mrs. Manager, so that we're working together to work towards how I can continue to develop and grow with my career. And it's really important to do this, I think, early on because it sets the tone for everything else that comes after that. So that wraps up the eight lessons or so in terms of how you can make sure that you onboard successfully when you start a new role. I think... By focusing on these eight things and figuring out to what degree you want to hone in on each of these eight, some you might do more, some you might do less. But either way, I think, based off my experience, again, working with thousands of employees who've started new jobs, I think these are the eight core ones that you might want to think about when you are starting a new role. I think the biggest mistake that a lot of people make really does go back to being able to really try to throw themselves in without really being intentional about what they're doing. All usually for good reasons. They want to make an impact. They want to quote unquote, hit the ground running. But I really think that this will be really helpful and valuable in terms of helping you all be successful when you start in a new role and really figuring out how to focus on the right set of things that will make you successful in the new opportunity that you are in. So just to conclude, uh, first and foremost, regardless of what your company does or doesn't do, you are responsible for taking ownership of your onboarding and integration into a new role. Second, you don't need to know everything, but the key is to prioritize what's most important right now. These eight things are a good place to start. And then third, and finally, relationships, feedback, and understanding norms of your team and your company, those are really important. When you know those, anything that you do will has a better chance of being successful versus when you don't know, those will often hinder you even when you are doing the right things. So that kind of wraps up this presentation just on how to onboard successfully into a new role. And I hope this was helpful as you think about how you can be successful in a new role. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.